Ask the Podcast Coach for February 26, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be with you on Ask the Podcast Coach. Chilly, chilly Saturday morning here in uh, in Bellevue, Nebraska. Hoping we get some warmer weather yet to come. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what it is outside. According to my uh, computer, it is 26. So, yeah, it's it's like, I'm with you. I know last week you said I'm ready right. for spring, and uh, I'm ready for spring. We're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you're out there now and you want to ask a question in the chat room, you can do that. Of course, you can always go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and jump right into the video and ask your question that way. And uh, thanks to everybody out in the chat room already. They're piling up. I see that. And uh, Jim, I see you You reached for your uh, your lovely I'll job. Yeah. I, especially this morning. I really need some coffee. And of course... That uh, awesome coffee pour is brought to you by our buddy Mark over at podcastbranding.co. And I've mentioned before, you know, that Mark is a podcaster. But one of the things he does that makes him different is if you go to Fiverr, Fiverr's going to ask you like, okay, describe what you want in your artwork. And you have to have this detailed description. Well, that's kind of asking the podcaster to be the the designer that's not your role that's mark's role and so what he does is he actually will sit down with you on a zoom call and get to know you he'll listen to your show he'll check out your current website so that everything kind of blends in together and consequently uh, i know every time mark has worked on my stuff number one he usually gives me a few ideas and i've yet to go back to him and say hey uh you know i need another one so he always hits the target because he takes time to aim. It makes so much sense. So if you're looking for new artwork or a website or anything that looks more professional, check out Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Kind of hot this Kind of hot. Just came off the grill. Big thanks to Dan Lefebvre over there at uh, Based on a True Story Podcast.com. And Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. If you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, something interesting, something well uh, re- well researched and well thought out, Dan does a nice job over there. And he's got a whole bunch of episodes, list a little under 200. Need something listened to, asked or asked the podcast coach based on a true story podcast.com. Well, here's the fun thing that, that Dan has done is now every time I see a movie and it starts off with a black screen and then white letters come up that say, based on a true story, I'm like, ah, Dan, Dan. So yeah, I, yeah. I watched the uh, movie American Underdog uh, last night, the Kurt Warner story. And as soon as that came up, I was like, ah, oh, this is a Dan movie. So he's done a good job of positioning himself now that when I see that phrase, I was like, ah, oh, it's Dan. So Here's one uh, question. Dr. Fay, do you have any thoughts on Spotify acquiring Chartable and also pod sites? Uh, what does this mean for the indie podcaster? Well, for the indie podcaster, I don't know what it means squad, but uh, Brian Barletta of Sounds Profitable brought up a good point that I was like, ah, I hadn't really thought about that. And Brian is a guy that watches the just the monetization 
area like 24-7. I thought I had a link to his article. Soundsprofitable.com is his website. And I didn't think about this. Uh, you know, whether it's Libsyn or Captivate or Buzzsprout or whoever, Chartable and Podsites were third party. Like they didn't have a dog in the hunt. It was just them measuring stuff. Now, in the case of pod sites, some might say they kind of overstepped and they were measuring things. That's the whole attribution thing where, hey, I'll grab your IP address over here from you listening to a podcast. And if I mention that IP address over here, it was on a really nasty porn site. Hey, I, I can put those two together and and that kind of thing. So a lot of people were not super crazy about some of their their attribution things. But I didn't I didn't even think about that, that now you kind of have to trust, not that you shouldn't trust. I mean, most of them are IAB certified, so that puts the trust into it. But uh, it'll be interesting to uh, to see how they implement it. I know they said they're going to move some of it into Megaphone, and I forget what they were going to say with the other one, but I've never been a fan of either. Not that I hated them. I just, to me, especially Chartable is something on the Libsyn desk that I have people like, hey, I was number, you know, 137 last week. I dropped a 142. Is there something wrong? And I'm like, ah, so, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a little about nothing in some, in some regards. I listen, I'm sure we're, we're seeing Spotify acquire. I mean, they're, they're being, I think they're being fairly smart about this, right? I mean, while it doesn't affect to your point, I don't think this changes the equation that much for the indie podcaster. But they're really, I mean, they're making an aggressive run. Spotify's making an aggressive run to be the player in podcasting. No doubt. Like, they're making investments to be to pass Apple. Not not hard to pass Google. It's a little disappointing with all the resources that Google has <sighs> that they continue just to lay a solid, you know, poop emoji. And exactly. <laughs> just, just, it's, they, are, they are taking the lamest approach to podcasting, which is a, it's disappointing. Because we we need a we kind of need them in the space we kind of do and they're just kind of like well, whatever yeah it's you know I know James over at Pod News has said that he he can't really figure out who's in charge of Google remember there was a Zach there was a guy with Zach and he had a team and then we kind of heard well some of the team has left and but I remember when Zach came on it was like we're gonna make podcasting like the number one priority you're gonna see it all over Google search results and then. And yeah, like wait, do you mean in charge of Google? That's the thing. Like right now, who's who's running that ship? Yeah, and I mean, uh, well, that's the whole thing. And you're kind of like, you know, does this mean that we're going to add Apple Podcasts or not Apple, a Google Podcasts app to the Google graveyard eventually? You know, it's like I hope not, but because it's actually, uh, you know, if I wasn't using Overcast or Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcast app is super simple. And I know people that absolutely love that app because it is super simple. It's It does what it's supposed to do. And uh, the thing that I just see, to me, it's like, and we all kind of knew this, is Spotify is just adding more, like they're adding more bricks to the wall. You know, insert Pink Floyd reference here. Uh, but they're building the wall around, you know, and eventually like, okay, we've got hosting, we've got uh, tracking, we've got stats, you know, we've got music. You know, so if you want to go through the 8 million hoops to play music on your show, that was another one that they said that's, that's, that's the thing that I, I love that James has found is where Spotify keeps saying they, they're doing stuff and, and they're not always doing it. 
Like, mm-hmm. And the, the interesting thing, I forget the, uh, there's an investment firm. I played it on the, the show, a clip of Jim, uh, James saying it, that there's some investment firm that owns like $80 billion worth of stock in Spotify. And yet they're also a PR company. So they keep putting out press releases that then make their stock go up. And it's like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. That's yeah, so. part of being a public company. Um, Jim Harrell does make a good point. I think he says, I'm afraid they'll lock up podcasting and advertising like YouTube did for video ads. And uh, Jim, that's a valid point. I mean, there's, I think as we, we, we think about that, I think there's a lot more, Spotify is a lot later to audio than YouTube was to video. Mm. And so I, I think there's some differences in this. There's a lot more platforms offering ad services on audio today than there were those on video. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. YouTube is just now really figuring out all their, all their ads. And when I say now, I don't mean like this year, I mean, in the last couple of years, right? That all that ad stuff is fairly, I don't see ads are new to it, but them figuring out just how to get it done, right? It's fairly new. So the, the, the situation between audio and video, I think is a little bit different, but certainly I, I, I appreciate your your point on that, and I think that's a good one to think through. We never want that to necessarily become a completely walled garden like YouTube is, although YouTube does drive some innovation with it. So I don't know. It's a it's a good point, Jim. Yeah, and then he says there's a you know probably a good chance that Spotify is going to push down CPMs and customized ads. <laughs> How can you push any lower than zero? Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, CPM really? Are we still? Is anybody? Doing CPM is that still a thing? It is the average. Really? The average CPM is according to Advertise Cast, which is owned by Lips, and I think is around twenty three bucks. Which again no, makes fun. yeah, which only makes sense if you're again making six figure downloads and things like that. Huge, um, but uh, it's interesting because I, I see two factions. Right, you have you know Lipson just bought uh, podcast ad reps, some company that basically just bought a sales staff to to add to the already fairly large sales staff at advertise cast. So obviously Lipson is all in on advertising. And then you've got the podcasting 2.0, which is like, let's get rid of advertising and everybody stream cryptocurrency. And I was like, eh, you know, and obviously Spotify is buying all sorts of things and ads and tracking. And it's like, eh, it'll be interesting to see here, but uh, um, well, the, vi- the video model, the YouTube, I mean, back to that, that idea. I mean, you, if you want to watch video today, your you your only real option is YouTube, and they hold you hostage. If you don't want to watch ads, there's ways around it. But if you don't want to watch ads, you're pretty much paying. So, oh man, yeah, right? I get that point. I, I the, audio may be able. By the way, video could be different, right? Doesn't have to be. We, we still are video RSS still works. So if you feel like, well, there's no place for me to go and put my video and I don't want to do, you can host your own, just like audio, you can host your own video and have a video RSS feed. I have two of them. So you can do it. So it's not like, it's not like they've completely locked us out. And then you could do ad, you could do your own ad stuff on your own, on your own video stuff. So that's possible. Yeah. The, um, the fun part is with, obviously with video, your, your hosting bill is going to be a little more because your files are ginormous and things of that nature, but yeah, it, it's going to be fun to watch. I, I think um, as it goes on, I, I had a really interesting thing uh, where somebody approached me because 
uh, Spreaker has turned off their um, audio. You know how Spreaker has that building ad thing where you're you're getting the point zero zero whatever. And the guy had used a robot to read his podcast. And <laughs> this person, my guess is his English was not his first language or he had a very thick accent, but he had, I don't know. What was the, uh, the IBM Watson? I think Watson was reading it yep. okay. and it wasn't bad, but it took you about four words to go, Oh, this is a robot. So it wasn't, but it was like, mm. and so he was, um, it was just interesting, but he got flagged for having a robot voice, which I didn't realize that was a, a thing you weren't flagged by Spreaker. For yeah. This? Well, he didn't say who it was. Spreaker contacted him and said, Hey, he, he or she had somehow, which is weird because Spreaker's IB certified, but somehow they were doing something that maybe wasn't quite on the up and up to get lots of downloads, which is what you want to do when you're getting paid per right, download. Right, right. So they had done something there that wasn't exactly right. And then he just sent another thing that said, blah, 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 using a synthesized voice. And I was like, I've never heard anybody say you can't have a synthesized voice, but it was just, just one of those things where every now and then you're cruising along and you're like, wait, well, but he, his whole thing was he wanted to come to, to Libsyn and see if we could get him advertising. And it was just a very strange thing, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch um, as they go through. And I know um, Spotify was in the news again because somebody put Alex Jones was back on with the, with the cows and the babies and Oh my God, we're all going to die. He, somebody put Alex Jones back on Spotify to which they then took him off. And I was like, this could be a giant game of whack-a-mole and and this is this is the problem that that people aren't seeing is if they say hey spotify is responsible for joe rogan and you you can't make i know sam over at podland wants the the media hosts to be responsible for all the content on there and i'm not speaking at all on the part of libsyn okay this is just dave jackson that's impossible you cannot police eighty thousand people and I mean, listen to pod news. They, they announce every week how many new people have joined up at Buzzsprout. You can't listen to 4,000 shows in a week. It's just impossible. And then they're like, oh, then you do AI and blah, blah. I'm like, it's just not going to work. So when you start banning people, there are going to be people. I know uh, Adam Curry said somebody put uh, no agenda on Spotify. So anybody can find your feed and submit your show for you. That's the fun part of uh, premium podcasts. When somebody gets, if you give them an RSS feed, uh, it, they can easily take that and just share it with a friend or whatever. So it's it's one of those things where um, I know Supercast and Glow and a couple other ones they have things to check to see like how many times is an RSS feed getting pinged because in theory, if it's just you who has the RSS feed, you know it's like uh, Disney Plus and Netflix. They all know we're sharing passwords. You know, they, they're not dumb to that. So it'll be interesting to see. I just thought it was funny that Alex Jones was, was back and then was taken off and everybody was bashing Spotify about this. I'm like, that's not really Spotify's fault. You know what I mean? You can't, can't stop everybody from putting whatever they want. I I just was like, poor Spotify. Every time I turn around, they're getting, getting bashed. Well, if you're going to be the leader, you're going to be, I mean, this is one area where Apple, you know, they're just like, we're just a pastor. Like they literally are, 
they stay out. Well, it's not completely, but they kind of stay out of that news cycle because they're just not really doing that much in it. Yeah. Google's in the same, they're in the same boat with it. They just don't do that much. So, you know, it's hard to make news when you're not doing anything. Yeah, that's true. We have a random question from uh, Ben. He says, what was the platform that allowed you to clip audio from podcasts? Remember you and Jim talking about it. Well, many, many moons ago, there was Clamor. I actually did the, uh, the Clamor cast. That's one of my many podcasts that came and failed because they had a cool thing. They, they actually tracked how many times a show was clipped and then they made a top 20 list of, Hey, here, here's the, you know, so I would go over the top 20 and it was kind of fun because the whole point of that was your audience is supposed to be making the clips, not so much the host, but I make them in. And it's one of my favorite features of overcast is when you're listening to something in overcast, he said, pulling up his phone. Um, I was listening to podcasting sucks with my buddy Tanner this morning. And when you're in overcast, so you're here, when you go to the share button, which is in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see where it says share a link. Oh, I can't get that to, but anyway, one of those is share a clip. And if you do that, it comes up with this cool little screen and you just drag your start and end point and pick, do you want it to be a square or a rectangle? And then it makes a little video for you. It's actually pretty cool. Um, yet another reason why I love Overcast. I don't know if we're, if we're talking about, I know um, fountain.fm does, but it does it poorly. I, I, I love the guy that's there, but he's uh, trying to make it. What is that? Uh, that's audio. That's audio burst. That's like, oh, oh that's right. I forgot about audio burst. I think that's the one we've talked about, right? You can create a burst or a video. They've got a playlist. They do transcripts. So they're, they're one I've messed around with. They, they've got AI or they say they do that helps do this. I don't find it very good. No, you know, I don't find it like that's finding great clips, but this is a pretty easy way to do it. They've got a free version and a paid version. I, I don't, I haven't used it been in a while. So I don't know. We we made some efforts to use it in the clamor days when these things everybody was talking about these things. But that's another uh, audioburst.com. I've heard Mark Asquith, who I I value his opinion. He's the head of uh, Clamor. By the way, Mark Asquith, thank you. Congratulations. Just had a little baby girl. And, and while we're giving congratulations, we'll come back to this topic. Congratulations to the one and only Jim Collison on thirty three years of marriage. 33 long, I mean, 33 years. Yes. 33 years Thursday, but there's so Mark asked with, um, uh, Charlie Valor from the business of podcasting. Um, and then James Cridlin interviewed somebody's name. Who's literally was something like Tahaha la Talaha, whatever name was, but she was a social guru. And all of those people have said, I don't think the whole audiogram thing is working. And the thing I've always said is uh, you can't track ROI on that. And it was one of my questions of the month a while back. I said, have you ever discovered a new podcast from an audiogram? And the answer was pretty much no, because A, those people on social probably already know about your podcast. The one thing that somebody said was that it does make you look a little more professional. And I was like, Okay, I see that. It's a branding thing. The thing I don't get is when somebody goes to find the snippet, you know, I'm going to listen to this interview and I'm going to find that six second clip. 
that's where I go, mm, man, that's that's a lot of time. That's where uh, transcripts really come in handy because you can find your pull quote in the transcript, find the time, and then go back and do that. But uh, I don't know. Jim, what are your thoughts on audiograms? Well, this is going to sound crazy, but I think they actually are more effective with the, your engaging the audience you already have. Yeah. So they're, listen, your audience that that is loyal to you, that's where I say it, that listens to you, that likes your content, they're going to be more willing to share those bursts if they if it makes sense to them. From a discovery standpoint, yeah, I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? I, I think from discovery, you might find it that way. But I think the more effective way is push them into your current channel of your current listeners and let them you say like, see, look, do this, right? That that so. I think that can be, it depends on your audience. I mean, uh, you know, if they, if they're, if they, if they're prone to share that way. Yeah. I think that could be a real viable solution. Yeah. A good way to, a good way for folks. Cause they're going to want to share like, see, see, I told you <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Can we, can we call dir? <laughs> I know it's DR. Just DR. DR. Yeah. <laughs> I like dir, but anyway, uh, DR says, <laughs> So many audiograms do not link the darn thing to the podcast. That makes no yeah, sense to me. Yes, that yeah, is a big pet peeve of mine. And then um, Stefan says, doesn't Spotify allow sharing clips on Instagram? Yes, they do. That's one of the things when I can remember. I'll go into Spotify, find my show, because, you know, there's no easy way to find a podcast in Spotify. And I guess if you follow it and then uh, go that route. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, the whole linking thing. I was surprised last night. Somebody was in Facebook and they're like, Hey, I'm doing, I'm up to 50 episodes. I really don't have that many downloads. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. And this could really just make me want to pop a cork. But I clicked on her name. They do a fitness show. She's really ripped. Holy cow. This woman was like, I do not want her mad at me. And so I click on her name. I go to her Facebook page and I went to contact. And sure enough, there was a link that drives me nuts when somebody's like, Hey, I really wish you would like something with my website or they want you to go somewhere where their stuff is and then they don't put a link. So that's the one I always think that's, that's crazy. And somebody had mentioned way up in the chat room about a new app that they found that they put categories in. I forget where that was. Uh, but, uh, I, that's another reason why I love overcast. You can make your own playlists, which are great fun. And uh, I forget what while, it was. While you're, while you're finding that, I think Daniel says, I think comedy podcasts have the best potential for mm. audiograms. And, and I, I think he's right, right? The, the, the format lends itself to, to that kind of where, you know, if you can get a, a joke in a minute type deal and then people are like, oh, that's funny. I want to go listen to more of this. I think that's got a better shot from an audiogram standpoint. I'm not sure long content. Listen, if with talent and, and, and a little bit of work, you could probably make anything work. You're going to need a little bit of luck too. So I, I, I guess I'm not saying don't do audiograms, right. but but I think it takes a little skill and talent and it's a bunch of work to cut them out. That's me. It's it's the return on investment. I don't think they're horrible. I just don't think you get much for the much bang for the bun. And it's from DR, my favorite podcast player, Padurama, P-O-D-U-R-A-M-A. It allows me to categorize all my different genres of podcasts, all my comedy shows together. Yeah, I think you can do that in Apple Podcasts. I know you can do it in Overcast. I In Overcast, I have one that's just called Friends, and it's got like Scott Johnson and a couple other people in there. Um, 
I have one called church. I have one called comedians. I have one called health um, memberships. So you can make your own playlist. I think that's in uh, uh and those are smart. The thing I love about that, like the one with friends, it's got um, Jen Briney, Scott Johnson. I forget who else is in that list. And when they put out a new episode, it automatically goes into that, uh, that playlist. So um, Jim Harold is in the chat room and I'm trying to find it on Facebook behind the scenes. Jim, what was the number? He had his best day ever. JimHerald.com. If you're into spooky stuff, um, it was something ridiculous, like 40,000 downloads in a single day. Nice. It's crazy. That's stuff. nice. So that, that's nice. Well, and he hit, he hit something, right? Yeah. Some lined milestone. up all the, lined up all the planets and, and such and hit something, but that's, it's good to hear Jim. Oh, uncle Marv asked the question I wanted to answer. This is yeah. awesome. Another random question. What do you think of having two similar podcasts share a single RSS feed, not a full network? I can tell you, please, with, and I mean this with every ounce of energy I can. That is like, no. And by that, I mean, it's such a, oh my, please don't. No, 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 no. So you're saying there is a chance? Yeah. <laughs> so let me explain why. Let's say it's just two, sh- let's say it's three shows. And I, I don't understand this, but when this comes into Lipson, here's why I hate that question is there's no good answer. There's, it's like, okay, so I've got Larry Curley and Mo and they put out one feed in a world where there's Netflix and it's, everything's a, a buffet, pick what you want. No, no, I'm going to force feed you to get all three Larry Curley and Mo. And so what happens is Larry decides he wants to leave the network. So Number one, I can't import just Larry's show to his new feed. I have to import all of them, and each person has done 300 shows, so there's 900 episodes in this thing. I can import the feed, but now you got to delete the other 600, Larry. Sorry, but that's the only way around it. He's like, okay, well, that'll take me a weekend, but he's like, but now what about my listeners? I'm like, yep, you can't do that because if you redirect the original feed to point at Larry, well, uh Curly and Mo are going to be mad because you just took their audience. So if you are on anything now that has a, a network feed and you're going to be part of it and everybody's going to get your show in the same Think about Netflix. Do you watch everything on Netflix? No, no, you do not because some of it you don't want. So it's horrible. There's no, and, and then what you have to do, and this is assuming again that Curly and Mo are perfectly fine with Larry leaving the network, which is never the case, right? They're like, F you, Larry, you know? And so they, Larry would have to go back to the original feed and say, Hey, this is Larry, you know, of Larry, Curly and Mo. Just want to let you know, I'm going solo. And if you want to get my stuff, you have to go over to the new Larry show.com and subscribe because otherwise you're not going to get it here anymore. It's just a giant mess. So yeah, my, my answer on that is don't please, please, please don't do that. Cause there's no, there's no good answer. And I was able to, I had somebody that did that and there was a weird, and it was a hack. And I didn't even know we could do it. They had used categories in Libsyn, which the categories in Libsyn are only used on the Libsyn podcast website. They have nothing to do with Apple and we were able to somehow like band-aid, paper clip, rubber band, a feed based on the category. So we only imported his stuff. But even that, even if you could get the episodes out, you are still starting from zero because you have to tell your audience to subscribe to the new thing. So 
Yeah. So you're saying you shouldn't do that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You it's, do please that. don't do that. And yeah, uh, it, it, Or have great agreements. Yeah, great. If, if you're going to well, do something like that, I think you need to add some agreements. In. I had uh, somebody contact me and uh, on my, my website. I have a, a chat out there and kind of had the same thing where what happened, and she lucked out. There were three people. One person had submitted the show under their Apple ID to to Apple, but the other person was paying for Libsyn, and they're like, hey, we do this show, and it's kind of a bummer because it was three moms, and it's about a medical condition that kids have, and the one person, for whatever reason, right? Now, they even did the thing where they had a common uh, Apple ID. Like it wasn't the person's personal ID. Like they kind of did the stuff I mentioned, like, Hey, keep everything generic, make sure everybody knows all the passwords. And somebody got a little miffed and they took them down from Apple and they're like, Hey, they can, you know, and I said, well, wait, who owns, who's paying for the Libsyn account? I go, cause that's who owns the feed. And luckily she did. I said, okay, you still own your show. I said, you can work with Apple to transfer the show to your Apple ID depending on the scenario there, I said, or worst case scenario, you just relist your show on Apple. I said, but, um, you, uh, you still own the show. And I think I saw Daniel in the chat room, Daniel, can you clarify either in chat, if you want to pop in, it used to be when somebody subscribed to your show, they subscribed directly to your feed, which was great. It got Apple out of the picture. And I've seen Daniel comment in a couple different places that now when you subscribe to a show on Apple, you don't get that direct contact. You're still kind of, there's apples between you and your, your audience. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where even when you, you know, have contracts and everything's out on the paper, you know, what are you going to do? Sue somebody because they took your show out of Apple. I mean, I guess you could, if you got a big budget, but even, even when people take the right steps, there are people that are still going to be a, uh, a butthead. So I was sad to see sure. that. Jeremy says we split our show in two about six years ago and kept both parts in the feed, but made feeds for each show by themselves. Right. Yeah. Technology will allow that. Now you have stats in two different places for some people. That's okay. For others, that's insane. Right. So if you're splitting, if you are splitting them and they are different feeds and people can subscribe to them, you're going to get some different counts. You're going to have to bring those in. Dave, that's the other part. Like, so you have two shows, Uncle Marv. You've got two shows in there, and you're getting numbers. Who, who's carrying the load? Right? That's And then this, like, if you're not really careful with this, this is where resentment starts setting in because, you know, one of the podcast teams go, whoa, that guy's not doing anything. Like, I'm doing all the work. This happens in every college, every yeah. high school team that gets put together to do a project. There's always one person in that team. So like, oh, I'm doing all the work. And, you know, they might be, but it, it, it could cause resentment. And again, not a good reason not to do it, but just know going in, have some good, clear definitions around like, what, what do these things mean? Cause it's going to, we're two or more gathered. There's going to be conflict. So yeah. <laughs> just make sure you got some good rules around this to, to, to be like, Hey, you know, um, this is how we're going to handle these kinds of these, or here's how we're going to divide the labor. You know, you, even with a co-host, it's important to have that, you know, you and I have that, you know, once a year conversation, yeah. Dave, you own this, this is yours. <laughs> Everything we make here is yours. 
Like it's very, very clear. I, I don't, it would be weird for me. I don't want to be in that kind of relationship with you. So I'm the co-host is like, this is all yours. Just let me come and, and have a conversation. But you got to talk about that often. I think. Yeah. Uh, Daniel has replied. Apple podcasts and Spotify are now proxies. I think there was a band in the seventies, right? Ladies and gentlemen, the proxies <laughs> doing their new hit. Uh, it's a proxy between your audience and your feed. So if you subscribe through the catalog, meaning the app, you are no longer directly connected to the RSS feed. And to that, I say, thank you, Apple. Why? Thanks for just meddling. And okay, well, that's, a, and for the record, to do that for some other new stuff that they, they put in, I think, yeah, who knows? probably for maybe for their, but, and this week, Apple had an issue on, I'm going to say Thursday, and they were a little slow on the update which I wish they would switch over to Podping. That would be great. They would get their your stuff would update in about ten minutes. It's awesome. But here's the thing with that: if you see your show in Spotify, but it's not in Apple, or if you see your show on Apple, but it's not in Google, if you see your show, your media host is working because if the media host wasn't working, it wouldn't show up anywhere. But yet people love to go like, "Hey, it's not." And I get it. I understand why, but it's just a. If we go back to the radio analogy, right? If you have your your station, it's ninety seven five, and you turn on the RCA radio, and it's there, and you turn on the the Panasonic radio, and you tune it to ninety seven five, and it's not there, it's not the radio station. We've already proved it's working on the one radio. So in this case, there's a problem with your second radio, and in this case, the radios are now apps. So that's always uh, kind of fun. Uh, so, so, Jer- so Jeremy says that the MP3 files are hosted in the same place. So stats are in one place. How do you do the that stats with two frees? Coming off the feed, right? Not the MP3 file itself, right? In, in Lipson, Mm-mm. in Lipson, they're they're counting what's coming in via the RSS feed, right? Not the file itself, or is that no? It's that it's off? wherever your. So it's coming from the feed because the feed is right. you know pulling the MP3 file into the app. But if somebody listens on a website. Or things like that. So that would be interesting. There is a way. I mean, I I put in a. Uh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You're right. That it's other I request. Li- it's an MP3 request. You're yeah. Right. So um, and we'll hit this, and then we're gonna thank some people here uh, from Facebook because of my podcast and ten years of learning from Dave Jackson. Oh well, this is fun. I've been invited to lead a women in podcasting panel at Podfest. That's cool. Plus, my husband will be on a panel. We have a show and podcast together and I have the women in podcasting show. Thanks to you, Dave. You're the best looking forward to seeing you there. Awesome. Yeah. That's in May. So put, put your name in the, in the Facebook thing so we can bring that up. Well, Cause yeah. it didn't, it came across as a Facebook, Facebook user. user. Yeah. So could comment so we can see who that was. But the other thing I wanted to do, he said, I can't, here it is. Um, is I can't believe it's a, it's five after 11 already. Okay. I'm thirsty. Can you? Oh, yeah. yeah let's. Do this? <laughs> no, so, we always like to thank our awesome supporters. Um, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, we have awesome people like James from the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little doggy, and I would not want to walk the dog today. It's 26 outside. But if you have a little dog and you need a quick podcast to listen to while you walk around the block, uh, he's definitely got you handled there. It's Jennifer Hensel. Thank you. Jennifer's awesome. And uh, the, um, boy, that was a squirrel moment. If there ever was a squirrel moment, right in the middle of talking about James. I was just, just going to wait till the end, but <laughs> that, that works. 
<laughs> but James at the Dog Podcast Network has short shows, long shows. Uh, there's even a show there about dog cancer, which is kind of depressing. But if you're in that situation, you're really going to find it handy. So if you love dogs or know somebody who loves dogs, tell them to go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com and ask the podcast coach runs on PodPage. I love PodPage. You can try it for free at trypodpage.com. And then if you want to learn it, go to learnpodpage.com. Uh, and that guy over there, the, the, actually, he's right there. He's beneath me now. It's like the Brady Bunch. Uh, if you want more Jim and who doesn't, go over to theaverageguy.tv. And uh, when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting. And uh, I do that every week. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And there are other things you can support there if you want a one-time domation. Domation. That's a cross between a Dalmatian and a donation. It's the dog thing, right? And you it end up with a sense with the dog. Podcast you end up with a domation. So, domation. yeah, sense. Jen is uh, Jennifer Hensel is over in the uh, School of Podcasting Facebook group. That's where this is also being broadcast. Too. And uh, you, you can find her at women in podcasting dot show. So that's uh, that's very cool. Yeah, I will see you at uh, Podfest. I'll be at I, I started writing my presentation for um, I have 45 minutes at the National Religious Broadcasters, the NRB show. Ooh, 45 nice. minutes is a long time. And what's cool about that is I'm going to start off my presentation with a question, and that is, what do you spend money on? Mm. Because I want to get into, like, what do we, like, we're talking about making money because that's what we want people to do, is we want them to bust out their wallet and give some of that to us. So let's talk about what do people spend their money on? And that's will then in, lead into the whole, uh, you know, maybe your podcast needs to be good kind of discussion what i, I know what? i know why would you dispense such wisdom we've added some new things at libsyn and if you log into libsyn right now you're in libsyn 5 and there's a button there for glow.fm that doesn't really do anything yet eventually that will be very integrated it's going to be very cool how that ends up and there's also a link there to advertise cast but because we have a link to glow we're having a lot of people come over to glow which is great except they have 18 downloads and per episode and that might be a little premature and this is where it was kind of interesting i was talking to somebody and they're they're really kind of stressing out about this and i go over and look and they really just didn't you know they're new they're seriously brand new like a month and they're getting like 18 downloads an episode i said hey just so you know i see you're kind of you know stressing over this a little bit i'm like you know if you have a really engaged audience you're going to get about three percent i said so right now that's like point seven percent of a person like you don't even have a person yet and they're like where are you getting this content from so i just went out and googled like the magic of three percent there's all sorts of articles one was on instagram that uh saying you know if you've got ten thousand listeners you know three in a said three to three point five percent is great and so um and that's why to me i love crowdfunding you know it but it's not typically the way it is one of the ways that you can make money with your podcast because there's going to be advertising. There's going to be affiliate marketing. There's going to be crowdsourcing. There's all sorts of stuff, but it's, uh, you know, step one is, in fact, I think I have a piece of paper. Is it here? Nope. It's over there. Plan, start, grow, then monetize, uh, which you can't see. But yeah, step one is grow your audience. Step two is monetize if you want to. And as always, you don't have to, uh, don't have to grow your show. So, um, 
But uh, Jim, um, I understand you were playing, and it, is it? It's not Jarvis anymore, is it? They it's changed. Jas- it's Jasper now. Jasper. It's Jasper. Was Jarvis? I I think our friends at Marvel <laughs> yeah. said, uh, "Please don't use that name." Uh, I I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Daniel would probably know. Um, I've been uh, giving a. I gave uh, I gave it a run um, this week. Sixty bucks. I went on their on their pro. What do they call it? I want to call it their bro plan, but that's not what it's called super bonus whatever it is it's their most expensive plan 60 bucks uh wanted to give it a try i am not you know their whole advertising scheme over there is if you don't like writing blog posts we'll, we'll kind of write it for you right that's kind of if you see all the ads and stuff like that so i just i kind of wanted to see like what would this thing do so sign up for the plan 60 bucks five day you pay and then they'll refund after five days if you don't if you don't want it and that does work because i <laughs> on day four i said i think i'm good yeah Dave, it was really, it was kind of interesting. I think for folks who maybe struggle with writing a little bit, you could put a topic in and then just start clicking the generate button and it will start generating text. And I did find that helpful in some cases to get me going on writing. Then I filled, you know, I edited and filled in around it and did some other things. You definitely, like this is one of those kinds of things especially like in the tech space, you definitely need to fact check everything That's it. that comes out of that. Definitely. I'm actually, right. I'm actually going to cancel my, whatever it is, Jarvis, Jamie, Jiffy, whatever uh, his Jasper. name is, Jasper. 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 Um, because, and it's cool. I was using it. I had a thing on Fiverr where, you know, tell me what your current description is and I'll have AI give you a new one. And that worked a little bit, but I just found that I'm not using it. It's cool. And you kind of go, oh, look at that. But when I have to then fact check it, and I'm not their target audience. I think this is for the person that isn't a writer and has having a hard time writing something. Because to me, if I have to then go fact check everything, because they'll put stuff in, I'm like, whoa, where where did that come from? And then I have to go Google. And I was like, my problem is not I don't have anything in my head. My thing is I have to get out of my head and out of my fingers. And the only thing I saw that it did is like some of their uh, formats for coming up with a title or things like that. Mm-hmm. You can use it as a learning tool, but I think I'm on, and I got in way early on it. And I think I'm on some like $80, $90 a month plan. And it just dawned on me. I use that maybe once a month. And I was like, that's not a good use. I just bought another one because I'm, I'm going to replace this one. I use uh surfer SEO, which is kind of cool. And then this one, I want to say is like Bain, Bainbridge or Fr- I'll have to look at it, but it's an mm. SEO tool and an AI thing, but it's a app sumo thing. So it's like, it was like a one-time payment of 79 bucks. And I was like, well, if I'm not going to not use an AI tool, yeah. let's, let's do a one-time yeah. lifetime deal with it. But uh yeah, well, you're, you're spot on there, Dave. I mean, it really does. If you're, if it's some titling, it will look at, so say you did write an article and you were like, Hey, I need help with a conclusion to this thing. You can just literally put the cursor at the bottom of it and then generate, and yeah. it'll generate a conclusion for you. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of cool tools in there. So it was definitely worth the trial for me. Like I really, now I have a good idea, you know, four or five days that I used it was perfect. I'm not ready for it yet. So it was one of those things like, oh, you know, I'm, I probably wouldn't use this enough to justify the 60 bucks. That's it. To get it done. But when I canceled it, like, so I canceled it and I thought, you know, there's no, like, how do I know, how do they know 
that I was on, I was doing this as a trial. So I canceled it and I sent them an email. Dave, within 10 minutes, I had an email back from their support that said, yep, we saw this happening. We've already refunded for you. You should see it in five to 10 business days. Appreciate you giving us a try. I was like, I was super impressed how fast they were in that. It's probably a bot. Um, how fast they were in getting that information back to me. I was, I was impressed. I will definitely keep them on my radar. And if I get into a situation where I'm going to write more, I'd, I, I would give it another, I'd give it another run. I just have to kind of think through, okay, is the writing generating $60 a month of, of yeah. revenue to, to at least cover the costs of it? And, um, you know, and then what do I want to do with the writing? That was the other thing I was thinking, you know, today I was like, okay, so if I'm going to do this, what do I want to point all this writing to? And of course, yeah, I want to point to the podcast, but I don't want them just to listen to the podcast. I want them to join the communities so that then they'll join us on Patreon, right? That's kind of the three-step process to get folks in. So it did cause me to kind of think through, okay, why am I doing this? And what's the ROI? And then where am I trying to direct people towards if they do, if this stuff is successful and they do land on my site? So good experiment. I'll, I'll, I'll probably go back at some point for sure. Vogan, Vogan wants to know what uh, mic you're using in, in the holder. The road. So it's the road, the, their standard, their $99 one. It's a PS1. Is that what they call it? I think something like that, if yeah. I remember right. And then the mic is just a ATR 2100. And then uh, DR saying, can you define crowdfunding? Is buy me a coffee crowdfunding? Well, it's where your crowd gives you funds. So yeah, buy me a coffee would be that. Um, but it also can be things like Patreon, right? Your crowd is giving you funds, uh, glow.fm. Um, you think of some other supercast, uh, memberful. That's really a membership site. It's kind of a, really, if you think about it, Patreon is a membership site, but buy me a coffee is that, but that again is one where, you know, you're going to get, if you're lucky, 3%, you know, I remember when I was listening to radio lab, and uh, is it Jad? Chad? Forget the, forget the guy's name. Chad. 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 Yeah, was uh, talking about, and this is a show that gets bazillions of downloads, right? Really great show. And he was talking about, they were doing a, a donation pledge, basically. And he said, we're trying to get up to 1%. And I was like, because I hear everybody talk about Radio Lab. If you talk to anybody, they're like, Radio Lab, oh, great show. And they're just, oh, did you hear the one about the the blue starfish having sex on the thing and the science of the blood? It's like really cool. And then here's the poor guy going, yeah, we're trying to get up to 1%. I was like, holy cow. So, yeah, so it is a form. And there are people that are crushing it. If you go to Graftreon, G-R-A-P-H-T-R-E-O-N, uh, this is mentioned in the book, Profit from Your Podcast. Um, proven strategies to turn your livelihood. Promo alert. Yeah, exactly. Promo alert. <laughs> uh, but there is a whole chapter. Let's see here. What chapter is it? Um, chapter eight, crowdfunding with subheadings, the joy of 3%. When should you launch a crowdfunding campaign? Patreon.com, Jonathan Oaks, Trivial Warfare. That's a uh, me basically taking an interview I did do with Jonathan. Uh, why isn't Patreon working for me? And Patreon isn't the only option. Chapter eight, of profit from your podcast. So available at profit from your podcast.com slash book. And I will even sign one for you if you want it. So 
Dave, you know, do you know, like when I think about of a percentage of the number of downloads that I get, and then I compare that to the number of Patreon subscribers mm-hmm. I have, just the number of them, not the total amount, but the, you know what that percentage is? You want, you want to have any guesses? I figured it out the other day. Want to uh, guess? Uh, 3%? <laughs> it's like 4.7 or yeah. something like that. So it's a smidge more. There's a rounding error in there, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty good, I mean, it's funny just how in, and the other day I was like, I wonder what I could do to get more there. Well, I'm just going to need to get more listeners. Like there's no, I mean, I've offered the current group that I've offered to have heard the pitch bunches of times. They've made that decision. Yes or no to, to this point. If I, if I really want to expand that number, I'm probably going to need to grow the pool that has the option to subscribe to that. That doesn't mean I shouldn't stop. I should stop. I shouldn't stop promoting it on the show because you never know. But everyone who is going to do it has pretty much done it. Right. I want more. You have to widen the pool. So it's it's one of those those kinds of things. You can beat your audience up a little too much about these things from, from time to time. You know, you could go full court press on Patreon on your show for a while and then i think you're gonna get who you're gonna get and then i think you kind of back it off a little bit <laughs> you know yeah because the, the others are like hey i'm not gonna do this yeah if you're not continually growing your your overall listenership mm-hmm. you're you know whoever's gonna sign up although there is a thing i mean the reason i'm on youtube premium is because every time i hit play i was getting not one but multiple ads to where it was like okay fine but to me and that's kind of the thing i'm seeing as a strategy is i'm going to stuff my podcast with so many ads that people will actually pay to stop the pain of listening to my show and i was like is that really how you want to treat your audience i'm like it's it's a strategy i mean it worked for um well Jay Moore did it for a while, and then Kevin Smith had a really, I, I don't listen to Kevin anymore, but there, and that's kind of one of the reasons why, is it was just, here's a ton of ads, and I was like, ugh, so. Get the ad for, it's the YouTube model, right? It get, is, get very the much so. Version. Don't, don't get interrupted with, with ads. YouTube is obnoxious with ads. That's just horrible. Man. Yeah. It is. It's um, brutal. Jim Harold has a question. Does anyone heard if there's an update on Adobe's Project Shasta? Does anybody else hear the old Shasta commercials? Shasta, Shasta. Da, da, da. Remember, there was like some sort of soda. Now that's it. I'm so thirsty. I have not. Is 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 the Shasta thing where it was, um, where you could talk? It was kind of like Descript. I know they had a weird thing. AI powered audio recording and editing. Yeah, all on the web. Yeah, all that whole robot stuff. When people are, you know deep fakes and all that. I'm just like, ugh. so here's the, here's the page that does look like they're, um, they're accepting requests. Yeah. If you, if you want to go out and uh, request access to it, an audio tool for people with stories to tell Jim's first time I've heard of this. So I, it, it can't be, the, I mean, it's, it's usually I hear about these kinds of things, but I haven't, I haven't heard. So is this an answer to Descript? Is that or Descript? however you want to pronounce that. I remember seeing a video for something and it was pretty cool. And I remember, you know what? That might've been uh, whoever makes Camtasia. I forget uh, the company that does that. They were doing something 
and it was X amount of money per month. And it was super, it was like $40 a month. And I was like, nope, not for the average podcaster. And I'm not going to pay that, but, uh, I could be wrong. Um, you know, uh, Stargate Pioneer says every now and then YouTube will serve you a 90 minute ad. Yeah, I, I know. I've it's seen an infomercial. Yeah. And, and I think they're just like, well, we're going to see how long we can have people until they realize, oh, wait, this is a nine. That'd be a great test, though, wouldn't it? Right? Alan, try, just try and see, see what happens. Right. I mean, Alan Alda just put out a somebody said on Facebook, I, I've yet to verify this, that Alan Alda put out a 40 minute trailer for his pot, like his new season. I was like, wait, what? I think that's a mistake. I think somebody just, oops, forgot to put. No. Full episode. Maybe maybe they're well. That that's possible. That's possible. Yeah, Heather McDonald does Patreon really good. She has several levels of membership. What I see again, not all the time, but I do see people that are spending a lot of time trying to figure out their Patreon levels, Mm -hmm. and they haven't launched their podcast yet, which I Mm kind of get. But I was like, again, grow your audience, monetize, and they're going monetize the audience that doesn't exist yet. And I was like, mm, I get it. You don't want to like, you kind of want to put a little thought into it. It just, you're, you're, it's yeah, you're just a little too soon in my opinion. And that's where I always feel like I'm the curmudgeon that's walking around just telling people, no, no, that's no. And I was like, well, you know, I, I, I you should have a Patreon level for that. Where you say, <laughs> well, I can help you with that. If you join my Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to, to see, but it's that whole growing your audience thing is, is kind of tricky. And, um, I know, um, yeah, you gotta have some personality and I, I, kind of wonder if there's just a certain kind of personality that just does that better than others, you know? Yeah. It's just, it is, I, I, I had, um, uh, one of my coworkers pinged me this week and was like, Hey, look at this. LinkedIn influencer and, and, um, you know, she had 700,000, uh, followers and was doing like this TikTok style marketing stuff. Right. And, you know, about 24 and wearing crop tops and, you know, you're like, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was just kind of borderline. Right. And I'm like, well, of course she has 700,000 subscribers. Like look at the videos. Right. And, I really struggled with it a little bit because you're like, this is to me, this was borderline, you know, it was just borderline for me in it. And he was like, well, you should, you should have her on your show. And I was like, oh, so she's, she's my audience. Right. <laughs> Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, but 700,000. And I'm like, yeah, that, that number doesn't matter if the, if the, 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 um, agendas don't line up if right. the, if the niche doesn't line up like just having somebody with a big following on my show um doesn't necessarily mean that those followers are going to do anything you know well, um, and especially it, when the niche is different the fun thing i've seen and, and i've had this a couple times at libsyn is it's fun watching somebody ever so politely hint yeah but uh don't you know who I am? Right. <laughs> it's like, I've got 700,000 people on Instagram. This can't be right. It's saying I have 1,200 downloads. And I'm like, that's great. 1,200 downloads. They're like, yeah, but I have 700. I'm like, yeah, it's a different platform. 
it's, it's, you know, I still have people signing up at the school of podcasting that say, Oh, you do audio stuff too. I'm like, what? Yeah. Cause they found me on YouTube. So, right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different, some, you know, this goes back to chasing influencers and, you know, when you're, when you're, if you're trying to chase those, um, I, I get folks all the time internally at Gallup. Yes. There you go. Stop chasing influencers. And there's the right influencers to chase in this. But I also think, you know, when we had uh, the Clifton Strengths assessment was taken by Retinlink back in the day when Retinlink was still real popular. And we saw a spike one day in our, in our coat sales, you know, one day. And you're like, what the heck happened? And we did some research and we found out, you know, a week or two later, they had mentioned us on their show. So can it have an effect? Yeah. Did it have a lasting effect? No, like we had a whole bunch of people take, buy our, buy our product, take it. And then we never saw them again. Well, okay. I mean, so it's still, you know, some people would say, Hey, I take it. I'm going to get a few out of that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's fine. If you want to do it that way. I just, from a, from a host producer standpoint, it takes so much work to get those heavy influencers on on the show i went after i went after one one time and i got them all lined up and then three weeks before two weeks before the we were supposed to do the recording i got the dreaded call oh yeah mr so-and-so can't make it because there's a conflict which just means somebody else that was more important (laughs) that's what that means by the way they didn't get sick right they don't have a conflict it means you're not big enough of a deal right when when you're dealing with heavy influencers this way, right? This is the way it works. That's, that's code for that. Right. And then I got the pitch. Well, Mr. So-and-so has an assistant, Mr. So-and-so who would mm. love to be on. Well, no, I didn't. If I, if I wanted that guy, I would have asked for that guy. Right. I want this guy. Right. And it, it's just a, and again, you, you make the choice. It's just one of those things, Dave, that after a while I was like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to chase these guys. There's plenty of people in the world who need to have the experience of being on a program like that where it's a big deal to them. I'm just going to focus on those folks as opposed to going after, you know, big shot, like you say, big Big shot, shot, smarty smarty pants (laughs) all the time. It's just, it turned, that just turns me off to the, to that whole thing. Cause then they get on there. I, I don't know if they're all that helpful, just to be honest. You have them on and they're always pushing a book or an agenda or something along those I, lines. I'm I, just like, eh. I mean, I've had, so. you know, if I put in quotation marks here, I've had big names on my show. And, you know, the ones that people talk about when I go to conferences is, man, that thing with Glenda Geek and that thing with the guy that did the thing and uh, that guy from, uh, you know, the dark night diaries and things like that. It's, it's not kind of household names in podcasting, but it's like, it's, I would say it's not the size of the guest that brings the value. It's the size of the value that makes the guest. That's what really matters. And, and somebody said in the chat room, you might get a quick spike, but they're not going to last. Cause you know, yeah. and that spike, it might be worth it to you. And that may be, you know, maybe that person is somebody you've always looked up to. And so, you know, that, that is, uh, the, those there's, listen, there's all, don't do it. Cause I said, don't do it. I mean, I'm just telling you how I feel about it and why I don't necessarily chase the world's largest influencers for what, for what we're trying to do. I, I have plenty of individuals that are in our community that need it, that 
deserve and should be recognized for what they're doing. And they don't have people calling them to do podcasts. So why wouldn't I fill that niche and let them have some recognition, right? I, I think for me, that's just smarter. Not everybody agrees with that, by the way. I get some pushback on that uh, in, in some of my marketing circles, but that's what I believe to be true. And uh, speaking of influencers, and uh, this would be, I guess, a, a little shot, Smarty Pants, uh, you have to run to a, a birthday party, I believe. Oh, yeah, it is. The, it is, it that, is time. that time. So. Yeah, it is. That, I went fast. Sorry, I went on the tirade. Jeez. <laughs> no, that's geez. right. I just, I just don't want to get you in trouble with your, your granddaughter, man. That's, that's true. Granddaughter's birthday is today, so I better put some pants on. All right. And, uh, yeah. I, all right. Well, I'll, I'll see you guys next week. All right. We'll see you, Jim. Have fun. Right, see you, don't all eat right, too much care. cake. I'm going to be rebranding the podcast rodeo show. If you are new to that show, it's where I grab a random podcast and see how long I can hang on. And the show was never supposed to be a quote, real podcast. I was testing a uh, media host called Pinecast. I did and was went to quit and people like, no, no, I love that show. And to make a long story short, I almost stopped it, but I, I want to, I'm now like, nope, I like this show. I want to keep doing it, but the name is horrible. It's absolutely horrible because when you have the word podcast in your name, you rank against every other show that has the word podcast in the name. And for the record, like you'll notice here, the word book is not on my book anywhere because people know it's a book. You don't have to put the word podcast in your name, podcast, uh, in your podcast or the word the. So get those out of there. Well, if you do that with the podcast rodeo show, I'm left with rodeo and that doesn't make any sense. And so here are my, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, and this is where I'm looking for you guys to, to help me pick a name here. Should I rename it, make my podcast better, improve your podcast, make your show better, or podcast polish? Your choices again, make my podcast better. So welcome to Make My Podcast Better, where I help you make your podcast better, or welcome to Improve Your Podcast, where I help you improve your podcast or welcome to make your show better. Why help you make your show better or welcome to a podcast polish where we find the things you're doing right and polish them up or something of that nature. So if you have a favorite of those four, um, that's what I'm looking for. So make your show better. Michael Ray says, all right, there's one vote for that. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be fun. The other thing I I figured out is if I rebrand, the current show, I have 318 episodes of that, and I'm, I would have to change every single player there, and I'd have to change all the permalinks. So I think what I'm going to do is let the podcast rodeo show stay here, start this new show, redirect the feed to look over here. This will still be here to listen to on the web, but I'll take my audience to say, hey, I'm over here regular listener over here and then here and then it'll be there and maybe for a while and then eventually I will pull it down. So um, let's see, what do we have here? Um, my favorite is better podcasting. Yeah. SP too funny. That's the name of his show. This is probably the worst, but it's my favorite pod, uh, podcast polish. Yeah. And by vague generic, it's better. It's a better word. Podcast power. You guys are leaning towards podcast polish. All right. I like the, uh, the fact that it's, they're all kind of generic. Um, but on the other hand, they all have the word podcast in it, except make your show better. Um, 
So we shall see as we go along. It's going to be fun, but I'm going to have Mark read once we come up with a name. I'll have to ask a, a couple other people here, but uh, we'll uh, see which one wins. And and that's the other thing I probably should do is do a little SEO research, see which one shows up better that way, and then I'll have Mark come up with a new piece of artwork. I am going to miss the uh, the blue yeti with a lasso around it. That uh, yeah, that's true. Chris says in the chat room. Mark over at podcastbranding.co could probably have more fun with uh, polish, maybe a, a little polishing, maybe a sham wow on a, a blue Yeti. Um, you know, no, no, it's not. The podcast rodeo show is not going away in the same way. Let's talk rebranding a second. The, my favorite rebranding is Kentucky fried chicken. Now back in the day, K- KFC was called Kentucky fried chicken. And then as more and more people started trying to be healthy and not, uh, fat, greasy Americans like we all are, myself included, they're like, huh, that whole fried thing is is not really good. So they changed their name, hoping that no one would realize that the F in KFC is fried. So if you think about it, though, we have one on Waterloo Road. We have a KFC. And so they took down the old sign. They put up a new one that said KFC. It's the same location. It's the same food. It's the same people. So you go to the same place and you get the same stuff, except the name has changed. That is a rebrand. And so you could easily do that with your podcast. And I was thinking of rebranding the podcast rodeo show. Go in, take down the artwork, put up the new one, podcast polish or whatever I use, change the description, change the website. But that's my problem. All of my, in in my feed, they all point to podcastrodeoshow.com slash 317. All the permalinks would have to be changed. And I was like, oh, that could be fun. That's, you know, 300 times. Now, it's not that hard to do. It's a quick, easy, you know, I might even talk to Brendan and go, hey, can we do a a find and replace anything that says podcast rodeo show change to that? I'll have to ask Brandon. If he could do that, I could do that. Because that's going to be the hard thing is I'm going to have 318 permalinks that need to uh, be changed. And that's when I was like, maybe I'll just keep this one up and start a new one, redirect the audience. So the, the old one would still be here. The audience would come over to the new one. So it's like building a KFC right next to a Kentucky fried chicken. It's like, Hey, it's the same food. It's the same. We're over here just, and the, you can redirect the audience so that they don't have to do a thing. They just, I would have to say, Hey, the next time you fire up your app, it's going to say podcast polish or something like that. Um, <laughs> Daniel says podcast Polish. Yes, it's uh might might be read as a podcast about Poland. See, these are the things you need to think about. Um PRS Polish, there we go. Uh PRS is a guitar brand, a really good guitar brand. Paul Reed Smith, really good guitars. And what he did is he took really popular guitar uh, formats like a Les Paul and made it better. He took a Strat and made it better. He didn't really, all great ideas are not usually the first incantation. Is that the right word? Incantation. Anyway, it's usually not the first thing out of your head. It's the, Oh, that would be good. But what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did that? So, um, yeah, DR says I went from the initials of customized solutions, virtual assistant CSVA to mouthy broad media. There you go. That'll work. It's a rebrand. It's not the end of the world as well. It's also not going to save a show, by the way. I uh, I changed the 
musician cyber cooler to the musician's cooler to the marketing musician. And it didn't really, I still had the same amount of people. So um, Kevin says, I have the, in my podcast name. Is it easy to take that out? Yeah. Go to your host uh, where it says, here's the information about your podcast and get rid of the word the. So, and that's it. And it will update within 24 hours. Yeah. uh, Here's one from Diane. I've heard digital marketers tell podcasters they can get their podcast launched to be number one in Apple categories. If they were spoofing downloads, how would you know this? And basically when somebody says, I can get you to the number one spot in Google, I can get you to the number one, blah, 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 number one anywhere. The only way to do that is to cheat. And at least from what my grandma told me, cheaters never win. And if they do, it's, it's temporarily apparently. Um, so it, when you see that thing about, we can make you number one, we can make you money from day one. That usually means uh dynamic ad insertion, which means you're, that's the whole point zero zero one seven cents a download. Um, Daniel says when it comes to rebranding and domains here, he says, I've been holding onto a domain for two years for a rebrand. And in the last couple of months, I've decided on something completely different, but much better. I have about 80 of those probably. Uh, Dave, can you share your independent opinion on the latest podcast hosting provider, Libsyn Studio? Thank you. Chris asked about this. Libsyn Studio is interesting because as, as Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting, you guys know my thoughts on free media hosting. I just did a thing on the School of Podcasting. If you go there, there's an article on like why you shouldn't use a free media host, which is funny because I didn't know they were launching Libsyn Studio. It's kind of a neat interface. I, I hope eventually it will, it's, it's in beta right now. So it's, it's very, not very beta. I mean, it's solid. I'm the guy that did the tutorials on it. If you go over and watch it and what you do is you record your intro and outro and you can actually set up kind of a flow chart of your show. So like, here's where I'm going to talk about an ad and here's the call to action and this and that. And then you just drag them all together and then say, make my episode. And it does that. And it, spits it into your feed and that whole nine yards. So it's, it's free. And I, I guess my, I, the idea behind it, because I, and I, I say this on a more regular basis. I am not the, I'm not the engineer that's making this stuff. I am, I'm, I didn't design the car. I just help you drive it. So I think the thought behind it is for the person that didn't have the $5 to start at Libsyn, they're going to do a free thing and it is super easy to, to use. So it's a way that the biggest difference between Libsyn studio and Libsyn.com is we're giving you a way to record your show. So if you've got a microphone plugged into your computer, you can now easily make it and it will actually, there's some uh, royalty free music in there. So you can actually just say, Hey, um, here's my show. Welcome to the Dave show where we talk about all things Dave. And I can say, take that recording. And I like that music mix in the music And then that's your intro. And then you say, okay, thanks for listening to the Dave show where we talk about all things, Dave, have a great week. See you again. And then I'll say, okay, mix it with that music. So I got my intro and outro. And then I just go in and record my part and then schmook them together and send out an episode. So it's actually really simple. The one thing that I, and again, I don't know, I'm not even supporting it. The, cause it's, it's a rebrand of Oxbus. Speaking of rebrand, we bought Oxbus about a year ago. And it is the uh, relaunch of that. 
And so I, as a tool, I think it's very, very cool. I'm just not sure. I, I, I like it from this standpoint. I'm going to be interested to see as a podcaster and as a guy who just loves stats, right? How many free people we get to convert to Libsyn. Cause there's going to be some sort of limitation. It's not a, it's not an anchor. It's not a red circle. I'm, I was, and I don't know that they've designed it this yet because it's still in beta, but eventually, you know, if you look at Spreaker, if you look at Buzzsprout, those are people that they have a free plan and they actually, um, there's a limit to it because otherwise the companies that have a free plan and there is no limit, there's a name for those company and it's called out of business because it, it doesn't work. So I see the chat room is going nuts here and let me get caught up here. Yeah. Uh, Cridlin said Libsyn will be running ads against the show in pre and post roll. Yep. That is true. And you'll hear somebody that sounds a lot like me go Libsyn studio. So that's, that's definitely true, but in the same way, so does anchor. I think that's really the, the, the thought here is it's an anchor alternative. Um, does offer a 301 redirect if you want to move on. If they don't now, I'm sure they will. That's a really good question. And my official answer is, I don't know. I'll have to log into my account that I use to, to make the tutorials. I would think so. Are free podcast hosts like third-party political candidates? Their views get absorbed by the two parties. Sounds a lot like Libsyn and Anchor had a baby. Kind of. In a way, it's one of those things where, why well, like Anchor because it's free? Well, well, here's another alternative. I also think that mindset of I'm paying for this helps in taking it more seriously as in, Hey, it's free. I can shout and don't care. There are a lot of podcasts that are dead from anchor and because anchor never deletes your stuff. It's free forever. It just makes a lot of pod trash as we merge the words together. Watched your demo and thought it might be a good starter for new folk. Yep. That's kind of the idea. It's a way for those people like, "Eh, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. Well, here's a way that, you can do it, but uh, it's pretty slick, but that's a good question. I'm, I'm writing these down here. Um, do we change the audio file? And is there a 301 redirect? I had a question today about getting your foot in the door when trying to work for a podcast company. What's the best approach? That's a great question. Uh, how I got hired at Libsyn was I interviewed, like I, I was known, uh, see, this always sounds like such a douchebag story, but it's true. When uh, Rick Calvert from the new media show wanted a guy to be the podcast track head, he called Lipson, who I didn't work there yet, and said, who do you think would be a good guy? And Rob Walsh said, what about Dave Jackson? And then he called Todd Cochran, and Todd Cochran said, I don't know, what about Dave Jackson? And then he talked um, to Rob Greenley, who at the time was working for Spreaker, and Rob said, I don't know, what about Dave Jackson? So I... I I still, I mean, I, I love Mark over at Captivate, um, you know, the guys at Spreaker, um, Shannon over at Podbean. I just kind of know everybody, and my podcast was my resume. And then the other thing, go to their, uh, I know right now Libsyn is hiring a uh, documentation person. If you go to, look at their website, see if they have a careers page. Also, Pod News has somewhere there's like pod jobs, maybe Google pod jobs. There's a bunch of places you can get uh, jobs in that. Thanks for the question. Hope your little one is doing. I, I liked your selfie with uh, your cat. I thought that was great. Um, 
I'm with an association who started to offer free membership to students in hopes that they can get converted to paying members when they graduate. And how many are going to pay? You guessed it, 3%. I'm just here to tell you. Um, some of these require three to five years of experience professionally. Also seems like a catch-22. Yeah, I, I would throw the resume at them anyway. Uh, can you upload already completed an MP3 file? You can. I'm going to have to log in and find out what happens to it when you do that. I would assume... See, my, my knee-jerk reaction is it's going to convert it to something else because you have brand new people who don't know how to podcast. Like, I don't know if you upload a WAV file. Does it convert it to MP3? I don't know is my official answer on that. Um, Anchor isn't free. It's Spotify's way to conquer the podcasting world. Great. Um, be a podcaster yourself. There we go. Um, yeah, pod jobs from pod news. Yeah, the, <laughs> the cost of Anchor is way too high. Um, what if Libsyn offered a free podcast editor? Would that lead into the buy plan? That's the one thing you can, you can kind of edit with Libsyn pro, but not so much take out ums and you knows, but you can say, I'm going to re-record this section again. So, uh, that will be it. So yeah, I honestly, you know, like I say, my first reaction to Libsyn pro was, Oh, this is actually pretty cool. Now for the record, you can also make a pretty horrible podcast because you can have fade outs with music. So I could have something that says, Hey, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be doing this, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I fade some music in and the music starts coming up and you're like, okay, cool. And then the next segment starts and it's this, you know, you've got music fading in. So if you, and I don't, I didn't see where I could set how long the fade in was. So let's say it's three seconds. So, and I was like, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Three seconds of music. Here's three seconds. Now that clip is done. And this is the fade in of the music from the second part. Now I talk. That's a long time between the time I finished one section and what's in the next. So if you have a fade out that fade outs into a fade in, I was like, I'm not sure that's my favorite style of podcast. So that's when I was like, this is cool, but I don't think I'm going to be using the the fade in and out section. But uh, it's got potential. And right now it's going to be, inter- I'm going to be interested to see where Libsyn is at the end of the year. Because we bought all this technology and now we're starting to slowly connect, you know, like when if we have Auxbus, a way to record that eventually goes into Libsyn, which is now going to have, uh, we're getting more advertising friendly. So we may have a way that you can say, yes, I would like advertising, please. And then you'll be able to go in. We've already have dynamic ad insertion for Libsyn Pro. And if we can somehow sneak that into Libsyn Normal, that you could, I could create it over here, send it to Libsyn, can it come into Libsyn and say, please put an ad here and one over here. And then you export it and you get all your IAB stats and things like that. Uh, that could be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll see. So. But uh, yeah, Chris Nessie says also, if you're looking for podcast jobs, go over to LinkedIn. Yeah, there are all sorts of places. So, um, you know, if you're a podcast editor, Craig, uh, great to see you, buddy. Uh, His Facebook page often has ads for editors and show note writers. An editor is a, it's a, that's a rough gig because there's just, you know, I feel like almost sad for the person that goes into podcast movements, Facebook group and says, Hey, I'm looking for an editor. Cause I just picture like 27 seagulls diving 
on one little piece of fish on a beach somewhere. It's like, I'm thinking like, and it's just, he just gets pummeled. So it should be um, interesting to, to see. I don't know. I thought we got about 10 minutes. If I, um, I was going to try to log into Libsyn studio so we could take a peek at it. And I don't know that I saved. It's just libsynstudio.com and it's free if you want to sign up. Um, but it's, um, it's just an area where you log in and you, you make your little sections together and survey says that is not my login. Try one more thing here. Cause this is, yep. I don't know what my password is. All right. Well, I won't do that then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Daniel says mine, mine, mine. Like a bunch of two-year-olds when you throw them a crayon, right? They just pounce on the crayon. So, but uh, yeah, any kind of podcast, any kind of podcast job, it's going to take a while to, you know, build that, build up your, your uh, clientele of people. Because the fun thing is, and I I know a bunch of podcast editors, it is either feast or famine. I had a, a guy at the beginning of the year where so many people at the beginning of the year start a podcast. And in his case, everybody at the beginning of the year kind of went, yeah, we've been doing this a while. And literally all of his, every single one of his clients just went poof. See ya. Peace out. I'm out of here. So, um, can you record remotely? You can record anywhere. If if you mean an app, no, but anywhere you got the internet and a microphone. Yeah. So, but if you mean like, uh, interviews and such, I don't believe so. No, not not yet, at least. Um, so it's um, maybe next week. I'll I'll be sure to have a login ready. We can play with it. But uh, so, what's the biggest difference between Anchor and Libsyn Studio? Right now, I would say Anchor you can do on your phone. And so with Libsyn, and here's my thought on that. And this is where people would go, "Oh, you're saying that because you work for Libsyn." Can somebody please point me to a really successful, and of course, that is, you know, what does that mean? But I don't know of any show that everybody's talking about that is recorded on their phone. Like, I'm like, can you name, like, I can paint with peanut butter, but I don't want to, like, it's it's better if you use paint. So, because if I'm recording it on my phone, that means I'm probably not going to edit it. And I know there are some, there's... There's something that starts with an A that you can do on an iPad. I just, to me, when I hear somebody say, you know, just because I can shoot a movie on an iPhone doesn't mean I want to edit it on an iPhone. And I am a fan of editing. Everything you do, I think, needs a little editing. And so, but that's the biggest difference. Uh, And like I say, right now, Libsyn is not determined, to the best of my knowledge, what any kind of limitations are. It just rolled out this week. And, um, so, but, uh, I, I, I will definitely have a login next week. I didn't know this was going to, to me, I was kind of like, yeah, they rolled it out. It's beta. So, um, I think Mike Rowe, I think people record, uh, SP is asking, has Mike Rowe ever recorded on his phone? I I've heard people do ad spots where they'll, you know, they're out on the road and they'll record on their phone and then they send it to their editor who on his computer inserts it with all their music and stuff like that. So backpack studio is a cool way to record on your phone. 
That's true. I use that for my jingle palette. I love Backpack Studio, but I also hate the way it sounds when you're recording because you are hearing your voice through your headphones, but you're also hearing almost like an Elvis echo of your voice again coming through. So Backpack Studio is only on iOS, but uh, I use it every Sunday. It's just a great jingle palette for it. So it's, uh, and I, I want to say it's like 10 bucks, but for me, I use it for my um, Zoom. I, I run a Zoom meeting for my church, but anytime I need one, who doesn't want a, a great goat scream? So that's, I play that a lot in my church. It'd be like, and then God smite them. There's a lot of smiting going on in the Old Testament. That's it. It's I'll record it on my phone and then send it to my people. Yeah, that's a lot. So, and for the record, you can make, I used to, I think it's still around off the look. I had a podcast for a while. I think I took it down because and I know this is shocking. The media host I was using that was free went out of business, but I used to have a podcast called podcasting for free. And it was basically, Hey, record on your phone, upload to Dropbox, download your file on your computer and then add it to your free media host and club. Now here's a great question. So Stefan asked, isn't clubhouse mainly on phones? It is. And for me, when I go to clubhouse and I haven't gone to clubhouse in a while, in fact, I didn't even fire it up today. The content I hear on clubhouse is not good. It's usually a long drawn out advertisement for somebody's products and services, but that's just me. Or it's stuff that I'm not a target audience. I'm not their target audience. So it may not be that Clubhouse is bad. It may be that I'm not their target audience. But I haven't been on Clubhouse. And I had one really good experience. When Clubhouse first came out, and it was basically a bunch of people that I connect with. It was like Pat Flynn and Ronsley from Australia. And a bunch of people that I love to connect with. Uh, Rob Greenlee was there. All these people that I love to connect with when I go to events. And we had like an hour long discussion talking about each other's kids. And it was just, it was the hallway discussion. And I was like, this clubhouse thing is great. And since that evening, I have not had what I would call a great experience. We had a few times when we used it here on the show and we had some great callers. I liked that. But since then I have not, you know, for me, the, the value of clubhouse has gone down. I, I keep thinking I want to try Twitter spaces and I have not, uh, not done that yet. DR says, can you tell me if I use those sound effects on a podcast, would I be getting into copyright infringement? Uh, probably depending on where you're at. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, that I don't own that. I love the goat scream because who doesn't love a good goat scream? But in my opinion, that comes from, I heard it on the no agenda show, (laughs) but the No Agenda Show, I believe, got it from, my guess is, there's a Taylor Swift song, and there's something in the song where she says, oh, or something, or whatever, and somebody substituted in the video, and it's hilarious. And so, some fan of the No Agenda Show pulled that goat scream, gave it to them, and I went to a website that said, uh, No Agenda Sound Effects, and one of them was, so I have no idea where this came from. So I could be easily breaking copyright infringement. So, and it would be a bummer if somebody said, yeah, you need to take down every episode that has a goat scream because that would be hard to find. What I try to avoid doing is music 
And most of the my sound effects come from audioblocks.com is the company I use. And that's tricky because if I cancel my audio blocks, my past episodes are fine. Any new episodes where I use their stuff, I would be in violation. The problem is I didn't save the audio block stuff in a special folder so I would know where they are. So that's that also requires uh, requires audio blocks to listen to my stuff, which I'm not sure they are. So um, Richard says, I, I listened to some great clubhouses. However, I quickly angered by folks shouting at their phones while making coffee or whatever. Well, again, it's one of those things where if we get into the serious podcaster, can I make great content while I'm making coffee? Yeah, but I would rather kind of say, hey, well, I'm doing, I mean, I, the other night I was freezing in here. I turned off my my furnace because it makes a little bit of noise while I record. So I just, I have a Google Nest. I went into my phone and said, turn that off. And likewise, in the summer, I cook because I turn off my air conditioning because I don't want that sound in the back. Now, are people going to tune out because I have in the background? I don't know. But I just wanted the sound as good as possible. Uh, Daniel says the goat scream is from a video on YouTube. If you just that's actually a thing. They actually do scream. They also faint. Apparently, goats are weird. Listen to the feed. Elsie has great goat stories. She lives in North Carolina. At any rate, uh, thanks for uh, coming out this Saturday. Jim will be back for the whole thing. He just it's his uh, one of his grandkids' birthday, and I was like, dude, like just leave, and like we'll be good. I can carry on, and. Uh, you know, so we'll be doing that, but, uh, always appreciate the chat room and hanging out and, and talking with you folks. And thanks for the questions. I know it's always fun. I get up early and I, I have a ton of questions here in my Evernote that we don't get to, and that's fine. It's always there. Uh, because really in the Facebook groups, it's the same question over and over. What's the best microphone? How do I grow my audience? How do I record interviews? How do I get over my, um, uh, imposter syndrome? So it's always kind of cool when you guys come in from stuff, but I will definitely be, uh, ready next week to uh, show off Libsyn studio and uh, answer more questions. Cause yeah, those are some good questions. I, it will be funny if they don't do a 301 redirect, because to me that's, that's like major, like don't do that kind of stuff. So we shall see. But uh, at any rate, um, I'm sitting here rambling for another 52 seconds uh, as I bring the music up. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. Thanks to everybody who showed up. Thanks to, Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Thanks to James over at the dogpodcastnetwork.com. Thanks to Dan over at based on a true story podcast.com. And yes, everybody's homework. Take the word the and podcast out of your podcast name. You will rank better, I believe. So thank you so much and um, enjoy your weekend. Hug your children, hug your wife. Try to be nice to each other. That's always a good thing to do. And uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.